The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Dog Radio, and yes, please click subscribe and do all that stuff you're supposed to do so that I can get more clicks so that more people can hear this wonderful interview that I'm about to do with a gentleman by the name of G. Scott Graham. He's been on the show before. We hit it off. We have a wonderful time every time he talks, and there's always something interesting to talk about when we talk to him. He is an author, he is uh, also a, a coach, and a word I cannot pronounce. You're they're true. Azimuth? Is that true? Right? Azimuth. That's the name of my coaching practice. You know, when I was in Florida once, there was a, and this is not meant to put down Florida, Floridians, but she's like, I thought your email address was true as a moose because you were from New England. And I'm like, oh, geez, Louise. Only in Florida. Only in Florida. <laughs> true as a moose. Yes. I live my life following the moose way. Yes. <laughs> it is it is a large way, but it's important. <laughs> right. You know? right. <laughs> so, you know, before before we begin, we have to talk about what your latest adventure was, which is something called the other mutter <laughs> tough mutter. Tough mutter. Yes. That was you M- know- M-U-D-D-E-R. So it's not like, you know, hello mutter, hello fodder. I'm at, <laughs> it's not that one at all. No, no, no. It is mutter as in mud. Y- yes. And uh, uh, my son invited me to go along to do one of those years ago. And I said, uh, he showed me a clip of what they do. And I said, well, you know, no, I'll watch. Uh, I'll enjoy you doing it. But you, but you got the tender age of, you went out there and you did it anyway. Congratulations on finishing. I did. This is my, this is my fifth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's ex- there. Ex- explain to our audience what that is if nobody's ever participated. So you all probably have heard of these kind of obstacle races, mud runs, challenge races. They usually have them at ski resorts in the summer, sometimes in golf golf resorts in the hump season when their golfers aren't out there. They'll I've done I did one on a golf resort in Maine um, before it became golf season, although some golfers would be out in February with orange balls. But the golf course was closed, and we did the Tough Mudder there. And it's a series of obstacles that are spaced out over a, over a certain length of terrain that you have to go through. So it ranges from uh, five, 3.3, 5K for the introductory Tough Mudder, and there's a 10K, and then there's the 15K Classic. That was the one that's been around for ages. And in the last couple of years, they, in an effort to kind of market themselves to more people, have come up with these smaller races so that someone who doesn't feel like they can run or walk or hike 10 miles can go and do a three-mile one and get over the obstacles. Um, but, you know, I got to tell you that if, if you're considering doing a, ra- a race, I highly recommend the Tough Mudder because that race is about people supporting each other. In fact, when we started the race, as we started the race, the person who says, you know, get on your market set, go, that stands at the starting line, got everybody in a circle, everybody got on their knees, um, and we're, we, we had a moment of silence for veterans, and then he was really clear with us. He said, every, he says, I want you to look around you. Everybody here is on your team. If one person is struggling, it is your job to turn and help that person. If there's a, if you're struggling, 
it's somebody else's job to help you. So if you came here by yourself, I want you to know you're not by yourself anymore. You're on a team of 60. Oh, and that is cool. That's huge. That's huge because then when you come to an obstacle that you might struggle with, you can get support from other folks. And if you have a difficult time, you can act, you can skip that obstacle unlike other races that you might be in. I mean, he's pretty clear there's some there's a number of water elements and he said, "I want you to be really clear." He said, "If you can't swim, don't go in the water. As I say that every single time and every single time someone who can't swim goes in the water. He says, so um, he says, skip those elements. And the same thing is true. They have a number of elements that have uh, electrical wires in them. Uh, and they oh. have typically 10,000 volts of electricity flowing through these wires that you either run through or something. And they say the same thing. If you have metal in your body or you have a heart condition or a pacemaker, do not go through the electrical wires. They want you to be safe. Um, well, yeah, because a, a, a pacemaker could, that could turn out badly. That could turn out really badly. That yes. could turn out really badly. Well, and you were mentioning uh, before we started that there's a particular um, obstacle that you go over. It's called the Berlin Wall. And there were so many people that were taken with it that you had that there were people that raced the day before to come back just to help people over the wall. Yeah, there were there were two women there that were that had raced the day before and they were there to just help people get over this 12 foot wall. Cuz I mean 12 foot wall is pretty hard to climb by yourself. <laughs> There is no ropes, but if you get enough running start, you can get your hands up high enough that you can slowly pull yourself up. And then uh, for every single person that was there, you know, as they're struggling to pull themselves up, they're like, oh, and they're like, just give it one more pull. And one of those women would go on their legs. <laughs> They'd be like, I did it. <laughs> yes, you did. It was the magic of the tough mutter. The spirit of the mud that filled your body and got you over that element. So you're telling um, me that this wall is 12 feet high and people could run and jump and get their hands on the top of the wall. Like that. Like uh, that. I'm telling you what, not happening. I would probably pull my fingers out of my socket <laughs> if, I, if I could jump that high. But there was a number of people that would run up and they'd go, ah, and they wouldn't get there. And, um, and then they would give somebody a leg up, so they would, you know, you that you could get on somebody's knee, and then they push you up. <laughs> that is so cool that 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 they've taken that that uh, idea and made it so that everybody can do it at whatever level, and you can and you can and it's a great way to meet people and to have a good time. Yeah, there was a ninety-year-old man there that was he was just hanging out on saturday and he went up to the organizers and said is this something you think i could do and they said of course of and course 90 years old he had two little hiking poles and he went the 5k route three miles and um people were there helping him like there's this one obstacle that you actually it's it's a really heavy net that you have to go under and and get through to the other side and push it off of you. And when he came to that net, four people went in that net with him and lifted the net up so he could just go through it. Oh, that is just pretty cool. Awesome. That is awesome. Pretty How cool. long did you have to train for that? You know, it's it's one of the things that's more of a mental thing than a than a physical thing. Physical is important, but there are people that you would you you would see on the tough mudder that you would say. They didn't train. Are they? Are they fit to do this? I mean, it's there. There are people that you would look at and say, "There's no way that they could do this," and they are out there doing it. So it's more of a brain thing. Like so many things, Kevin, in our life, it is more of a brain thing. We hit these obstacles. We're like, "Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. What am I going to do?" And some people get through it, and some people don't. And you, and you look at them and say, "Well, what's the difference of the people that made it and the people that didn't?" It's their mental outlook. It's their mental, you know, those wheels that are turning in their head. It's their optimism. It's their fortitude. It's their determination. I have a story about that. Can I can I tell this story real briefly? Yes. When I was in high school, 
Um, I I was uh, part of the football team, baseball team, but I also wrestled a little bit. And this wow. particular this particular season, I wasn't on the team, but they were doing an, a non conference event, and so they said, "Well, we we don't have anybody at 190, which was I was about 178 at the time." And they said, "Can you come in and wrestle 190?" And so I said, "Well, sure." So we went to a school <laughs> called Tai, and I didn't know nothing about the guy that I was going to wrestle, but when he was introduced. I found out later he was the runner-up to the state champ the year before, and everybody was standing and screaming and saying wonderful things about him. I had no idea who he was, and so he, he did not impress me, and I was not scared of him, and I didn't psych myself out. So I ended up winning the match, which he never came back to sh shake my hand or anything because he was so crushed. And uh, and but then there was another guy that. Uh, he went to another local high school and he had a reputation as a real tough guy. Right. He, he could, he could chew anybody up. He liked to fight. He was a tough guy. He pinned me in 30 seconds because <laughs> Cause you knew your brain said, I'm going to get pinned and boom, you were pinned. Exactly. And the other guy, I had no idea who he was. So it was like, I can take this guy. And so it's all, you're right. It's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. And and the, the first guy probably could have beaten the second guy. Right. Right. So it's all in your mind and it's and it's and it's about determination too. Yes. You know, we so many people are live in this world with a, you know, trade up, move on, get out of it mentality. As soon as, you know, as soon as things get a little tough, off they go. And and if you just have that little bit more determination and push it boy, great benefits await you. How do you great teach benefits. people how to do that? Oh man, that's a really hard piece. I think oh, one no. of the pieces, one of the pieces is talking about it and sharing, you know, how important it is. You know, the, this week I did this Tough Mudder. Last week, um, right before the Tough Mudder, I had planned to go on vacation and, and my truck was, was in the hospital. It's been in the hospital for about three weeks. My mechanic is a little, he's really good, but he's a, he's a very slow, methodical mechanic. So it, my truck was not fixed. And I was determined, I'm, I said, I'm, I made these reservations eight months ago to get this spot. And that's how hard it was. I was like, I'm going. I don't care if I have to pull the trailer myself. I'm going. I said to a friend of mine, I ended up trying one alternative, another alternative, trying to find a truck, trying to do this, trying to, I ended up renting a U-Haul box truck, a big U-Haul <laughs> box truck to, to, and let me tell you, it is not easy to back and back a truck that has no rear view mirror and no rear view camera and no rear view window, just up to the, to a camper to get it hooked up. Uh, and I did it by myself. And so I got it oh, hooked that's, up. That's really hard. I got to the campsite. I was like, I'm not unhooking it. The, the camper was level. I'm like, I'm not hooking it. I'm just leaving it the whole time. And I did. And, and But I was determined. And, and, and if only people would bring that same sense of determination to their marriages, their work, their careers, their, you know, I didn't write 15 books because it was easy. I brought determination to make that happen. Um, I pushed myself to make that happen. It's not easy to do those things. It's not easy to do a tough mutter, but you have to say, I'm doing it. And you make up that, make up your mind and you make it happen. Now, we've talked about your books before and the wide range of material that you that you use in your books. Um, do you have a new one out that we need to uh, talk about? I am working on one on taking the precepts that people take when they go do meditation courses and turning them into a pragmatic application for people in their regular lives. Um, which is no small feat because there's not a lot written about I mean, like you like we've you discovered from my other books that I've written, there's I try to find topics that A interest me and B, uh, there's not information that's floating around out there. And 
So there's one of the things that happens a lot with for people that go on meditation retreats is they're encouraged to continue with the precepts that they make when they when you when you do a meditation retreat you make certain like vows like i'm going to be have a vow of silence i'm not going to kill anything i'm going to abstain from um negative thought uh negative talk i'm not going to gossip about people i'm not going to lie it's kind of like the ten commandments in some ways that's an oversimplification i'm all the all the all the christians are going to send hate mail all the buddhists are going to send hate mail i know it's an oversimplification but there's not a piece that talks about how you live those as a foundational piece in your regular life. And so that's my, that's my next tackle. I hope to have that out in the next couple months. Well, I'll tell you, the, and the, ladies and gentlemen, this is a man who's gone on a meditation retreat and shut his mouth for 10 days. Now, if you've listened to him <laughs> talk today, you can't imagine how tough that would be to not say a word to anybody for like 10 days. I, I, I'm not, it's not in my DNA. I don't know that I could do that. Well, it's kind of like the tough mutter, but it's for your, but it's, it is kind of like the tough mutter, except it's, it's for your own thing. brain. And yeah. along the way you have obstacles and difficulties and want to quit. And it's really hard, but those things that are hard, especially when we push through and, and work through the struggle really transform ourselves. Um, so that's a bit, that's, that's why I've done those retreats. And that's why I continue to do things like the tough mutter, uh, because there's a level of insight and growth that come from those. Well, and you test yourself and, and, and then when you succeed, you can be really proud of uh, yourself and who you are and, and your friends right. and all that kind of stuff. So and it's, right. it's a great team building exercise. Right. Until the next one. Yes. <laughs> right. Then, then it's like, okay, I've got the next one or the next piece or the next, as it is with all things in life. Yes. All things with life. Right. Well, you think you're, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you think you're, you're done with high school and you move on to college and you think you're done with college, you move on for your master's degree, or you move on to technical school, or you move on to this job. And then you get that certification and you continue to develop and grow. You know, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, well, my son said to me, you know, dad, you say the, the word journey a lot. And I said, well, it's a great rock band. And he said, no, that's not what I mean. You say the, 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 the <laughs> you say the word journey a lot because, and I don't like that word. And I said, what would you have me say instead? And it's, and it's like, um, well, I don't really know, but because I, and I tried to explain to him that, the older I get, the more that when I look back at my life and the life of other people that I've known, that it is a journey that you do. Mm -hmm. You go from high school, then you go to college or you go to work and then you get another job and then you learn this and then you meet your wife and then you figure out how to have children, which I learned before I got married. Anyway, uh, you, you learn about that and then you have kids and then you're, you, 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 you evolve over time and then at one point or another, it hits you. Is this all there is? And why am I really here? And then you start a whole different path that you get to go down. And that's the continuing the journey of, of your life, which is, I think it's really breathtaking when you think about our lives as a journey from beginning to end. It is. That's a great way to do it. That's a great way to think about it. Next time your son says that to you and says, you know, you say the word journey a lot, you should look at him and say, because my core message to people is, don't stop believing and see if, where that goes. It goes over his head, where it is. That's yeah, really the your son. Right? Yeah, no, you'll get that one. You'll get that one because, you know, but that's very good. Don't stop believing. And, you know, and that, that's true. In, I get inspired by music. That is one of those songs that, that does inspire me. Don't stop believing because you can do anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this is talking to a guy who's written, what, what 15, 20, 25, 30 books? Um, so, 15 so far, but I'm, my goal is 100 before I die. Uh, well, let's see. You've got 50 years, 60 years, maybe, maybe 70. So you, you're, you're going to be good. If I do 10, 10, 10 every couple of years, you know, I should be on my way. You know, they're not big books, but they're, you know, meaningful books. They're meaningful and impactful. That's um, my goal. That's my goal. 
Yeah, that's my goal. It's really nice when I get me- I've gotten messages from folks that have talked about how reading a part of this book or a part of that book has really been helpful for them. That to me really means a lot because part of the way I see myself on this planet is having an impact on other people in a positive way. And when that happens, that for me is priceless. You and I, young man, are of the same mind because if if we can put together a podcast, if I can put together a show that that impacts one human being in a positive way, I've done my job. Um, and that's that's all we can do. Um, it, it's important that we can that we and I think that it's important for everybody to be kind to one another, to take care of one another, to do the tough mutter the thing and to help each other over the 12 foot wall especially in this day and age where things are so divisive and so fraught with conflict and arguments and agita and people enmeshed in their own religious political social differences with each other battling it out on social media it's we, we forget that we're all in the same boat and that rowing in different directions is not the solution. I hate to say this, but you know what the the, the single largest group of of Americans is is growing in this in this country? What? The people that have either been a victim of or a relative or a friend of a victim of um, gun violence. Yeah. There is a, uh, um, a group that is, that's growing because of the, no- the number of people that are involved with the parents of the kids that, that are killed and in, uh, in Sandy hook and the one in Texas that I, of the name I can't pronounce and all of that. And so we, what do you, you know, Scott, we don't often on positive talk, we don't often talk about those things, but I value your opinion because you're a very learned man in a lot of different subjects and positive talk. <laughs> no, don't shake your head like that. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see, positive talk is not about airy fairy pie in the sky, uh, rainbows and puppy dogs. It's about, we need to be more positive in a lot of different ways, but how do we get there when, when the divisiveness and the, vitriol and that stuff is is so great and then since you know the the um um shooting in uh, texas mm-hmm. there have been five there have been 10 more in this this weekend where multiple people were killed right uh, right what what are we doing how do we how do we what's your opinion i i don't have i don't have an answer well i, I think you know it, i think so many people both on the right and the left the north, the south, the east, the west, we are all so just so fearful, fearful about what's going to be taken away from us or how things are going to hurt us or how we're so fearful and protective. We're like that 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 being in the Lord of the Rings that like has the ring that only like cares about it's they calls it precious right Gollum. and like Gollum. yeah and and people are just wrapped up with this you know my precious gun rights my you know my my precious sanctity of life or my precious choice and and it there's there's not a piece when people can talk when you're so wrapped up into protecting the peace that you have from you're, it's, you might you you've got a wall built around you it is it is it's like those berlin walls and that the, the only way to get over we were talking earlier is someone has to help you right but if you build the 12 foot 20 foot 30 foot wall that no one can penetrate and your little space is is safe for you and you're protected then you're i mean you're insulated and you're 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 not growing. You're separate. I mean, it's it's the antithesis of being positive, because being positive is reaching out, building relationships, taking risks, being exposed, having courage. All of this other stuff is fear based. It's really sad. We are living. It seems like in one of 
two worlds. There's a group that is working out of love, and there's a group that's working out of hate, division, and fear, mostly fear because they're scared of what can happen. Right, right. And unfortunately, you see that so much on the on the national news. It's the it's the fear that sells. Fear sells newspapers. Fear sells whatever radio shows. All of this stuff ads. Fear, 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 fear. Uh, and and you, we rarely hear about all the good things that are going on. All the efforts that are people. You know, this ninety year old who did a tough mutter didn't make national news. Didn't even make local news. Uh, it made positive talk radio, which is, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the, it's this symptom that we're just so wrapped up around all this negative stuff. And there's not enough effort. I have a great example for you. Uh, on, on the national news day before yesterday, they were talking about um, people that were going through chemo, chemotherapy and um, radiation that had cancer and the people around them all shaved their heads there was a whole firehouse that shaved their heads in support of one of their guys that had gotten cancer because he was one of them he was there mm -hmm. see and mm -hmm. i think that we need to broaden who we think of as one of us and who we think of as the other right if we get rid of the other and realize that there's only one of us, that we are all the same, that we're all part of the same family, and treat us as that, it might change things a little bit, I hope. I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah, that doesn't I mean, do you it. See, I have no idea. You see, I mean, you look at all the wars that have happened over time. There's just differences between people, right? Because you speak this language and I don't speak this language. I mean, we're, we're people that might be the same color skin eye color and a hair color are fighting because there's some different dialect in their language um, or some different way that they, you know, one group exits the church on the left and the other group exits the church on the right. And okay. that means, let me tell you, we're going to war over this because you are blasphemers because you're going out on the right and we're going out on the left. Right. I mean, think about it. All these pieces that have been going on for centuries are just, people that don't connect that we're all together and it doesn't really matter in the very end it doesn't matter nope at, at, at the very end we get all personal opinion and you can uh you can send your emails to to uh, uh scott grams she's scott Graham, uh at uh no i'm kidding um but in in, in my opinion we are all are going back to the same place we all came from the same place. We're all going back to the same place. And on the other side, all there is is love, caring, and, and, and taking care of each other. And we come down here, and, and people get caught up in fear, and they're going to take it from me. I'm going to lose my job because this guy who can't even speak English is going to come take my job. You know, it, it, right. it gets crazy. Yeah. And it's and the and the big piece that's around this fear is this grasping for what we have. They're going to take this from me, right? It's not so. It's it's not just a job. It's my job. It's not just a neighborhood. It's my neighborhood, right? You see that all the time. People are like, oh yeah, let's. We see that all the time in New England. People are like, you know what? We need to get away from nuclear power. We need to have renewable sources of energy like wind power. And then somebody says, we're going to put a windmill on top of that mountaintop. And the next thing you hear is, not in my backyard. No, you're going to put it on that mountaintop over there. And then that person says, well, not in my backyard. You're going to put it on that mountaintop over there. Right? Everybody's like, oh, we have to have renewable energy. But when it comes to putting them someplace it's the issue becomes me and mine and i right my backyard is not the good place for this your backyard's fine i support these renewable sources in your backyard but not in my backyard we just get so wrapped up with this stuff it's and and that's really the piece that keeps us frozen even mm -hmm. even even when we're married, when you look at all the conflicts between couples that come to place, it probably all boils down to 
one person saying, this is my way, this is my stuff, this is my belief, this is how this is how sex has to be for me, this is how the money has to be for me, and the other person is saying, oh no, this has to be this way for me, this way for me, that way for me. Um, and when you ask someone where the problem is, you know, the 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 father says and the father never says the father husband says i i'm not the problem my 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 spouse changed just a little bit you know and my my son if he just changed just a little bit my daughter she just needs to change just a little everybody in the whole world just needs to change just a little not me i'm i'm fine <laughs> i'm fine I'm, I'm fine because i'm me right Right. Um, yeah. So when you're working with a couple and, you know, working with two people, even if they've been married a while, um, a lot of times the depth of their relationship is not, and I'm a personal survivor of this, the depth of the relationship was not good enough to withstand the changes that happen over time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because the reality is this is the other piece. Changes are going to happen over time. They are inevitable in yes. everything and relationships, everything changes are going to happen. And when you, when you get wrapped up to me and mine, we used to play chess and now we don't anymore, or we used to go here and now we don't anymore. It's my, you get wrapped up with your own memories. If the, if you haven't made the relationship deep enough, it's going to shake uh, that it's, it's going to have problems. Well, because it's, because it's like, even if somebody decides, okay, I'm going to really, I really want to work on this marriage and I really want to sit down uh, once a week and I want to, I want to really have a conversation or do the 60 day challenge, which is one of my guests. It's 60 days of sex every day. And it's like, we want to do and for married couples. And it's like, we want to do a sex challenge. Thanks for clarifying if that it was for married couples. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, now how can I how can I redeem myself here? We're gonna Actually, get, you're going to get hate me. This is my, my wife was cheating on me because she engaged in the sixty day challenge that she heard on Positive Talk Radio. But it didn't. She's smiling. Was but she's really people. upset. <laughs> But she, yeah, he, he said to have sex for 60 days, but he didn't say with who. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, so, but, but, uh, if, if, so if you're not, but if you're not as a married couple willing to sit down and talk about these things openly and honestly, if you have an agenda or if you don't want to change and the other one does, do, do you help? Can you help a couple like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because most likely a couple w wants to be together and there was a time in their life when they wanted to be together. I mean, you don't get together with people. You don't marry people that you don't like. You don't marry people that you don't want to like. When people get married, they're hoping for um, a really nice life together. There's that vision. And so all you have to do is really connect back to that vision and then go back to basics. It's funny, Kevin. You know, the, the, when you think about it, and, I, and all you listeners, I bet this is true for you. Think about the person that you're in a relationship with and think about when you were first dating. Think about the time that you invested in that relationship for calls, for notes. You didn't wait for Valentine's Day to get flowers. You didn't wait for some this thing to happen, to put a little note that said something soppy or silly. You, you put a lot of time in that relationship. And then you got married and then other stuff happened and you just went like, ah. <laughs> And then you like wake up one day and you're like, what happened? What happened? Well, you know what? You, 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 you worked on this garden. You planted all these vegetables. You tilled the soil. You fertilized the soil. You got rid of all the weeds. And then you went on vacation and came back. And like, there's a ton of weeds, all kinds of crap in the, in the garden. It's, and you have to get out there. And it's not easy pulling weeds when those weeds get in there. You have to do a lot of work. Um, 
unless you want to rip the whole garden out and you want to save it, you got to do a lot of work to pull all those weeds out and you have to stay on top of it. The same thing is so true of our relationships. But what happens for most people is we get past the honeymoon and I don't mean the honeymoon stage. I mean the honeymoon. And it's like, ah, uh, and then it's like, well, I'm busy with my friends. I'm busy with this. I'm busy with that. I'm doing this and doing that. And the relationships last on the list. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I'm, I'm willing to bet that there are lots and lots of people, uh, both male and female, that uh, have gotten married and they have hidden the fact that they actually pass gas all the way until they are are getting until <laughs> they get married and then 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 they let their guard down and then they then the truth seeps out no pun intended and, <laughs> yeah and people are like you weren't like this before we got married now you're gross i don't get it <laughs> right right that's not from personal experience by the way i don't want you to think that okay but the piece that you're bringing up comes back to this whole me my this is how my life has to be, right? This is how you have to be, right? You have to be a gasless gal or a yes. gasless guy. And if you're <laughs> and if you are a, you know, a flatulent friend, then I don't want you in my house. Right. It's this, it's it might as well be guns, guns, abortion and pro-choice. I mean, it's it's the same type of dynamic that 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 people are con conflicting over. It's a smaller issue, but it's but it's the people that are involved, you know, that are involved in a relationship. Um, money becomes such a big divisive piece in oh, a relationship, man. It's it, it can, especially when, you know, when, when I first got married. Um, I said, well, how do you want to divide this stuff up? And she said, well, you know, I've never really taken care of money, but I'd like to learn. And so I said, okay, well, you can pay the bills. I'll give you the paycheck. You can pay the bills. And so I went to the mailbox one day and we started, all these late notices were there and, and stuff. And, and we started getting calls and I said, are you paying the bills? Well, I don't know how. And, and so, you know, it, it became a divisive thing right from the get go. Right. And and but Get she that. didn't want. But then I was said, "Well, let me sit down and teach you. I don't need you to teach me. Who do you? Who the hell do you think you are?" I'd been living on my own for eight years and had always paid my bills. She was living with her parents her whole time, and so she so that you know. But there's a ego thing that was going on there as well. So right. So the so key, Kevin, and this is for all the listeners out there. And this is not just this. This is not just for you in 2020 hindsight or 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 Monday morning quarterback here. That's all right. You, you um, can do some of that. It's the 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 key here around the re relationships is having some peace from the very beginning, where you can sit down on a regular basis and talk about how how are things going. How can I support you? How can you support me? And what's going good in our relationships? What's going bad in our relationship? What do we need to improve on? What do we need to do more of? And have those types of conversation, not once, not twice, but I am talking like at least monthly, if not every other week, forever, forever. Because if you had had those conversations around this stuff you would have been like how's the finances going how let's talk about this stuff how's these other pieces can i help you with anything and you already had that dialogue then when it got to that point it could be well, let me help you with this how's that going how's that bill how's that i know with my spouse and i we flip-flopped on who took care of the money and i did a better job than him no he did a better job than me um so I don't want him to like come down from heaven and haunt me for misspeaking that piece. He did a much better job around this stuff than than I did. Uh, and um, and since his passing, I've really had to be on my A game to stay on top of stuff because he was really good at managing that stuff, and I didn't have to worry about it. Um, and we sat down and talked about it. How's it going? Where are we going? What's the priority? Here's this. What's happening with this bill? You know, are any late notices coming? Because it was it wasn't a piece where it was, hey, you take care of the money, I'm done, or hey, you take care of the kids. 
I'm done. There was a regular piece of, all right, your primary job is to take care of the money. How are we doing on it? Can I help with any? Are there any glitches that are coming our way? Um, they do it for businesses. But, well, they, they do it for businesses that survive. They forecast. They plan. They talk about cash flow. They talk about acquisitions, those types of things. Oh, we need a new roof. We need a new computer. We need this. When are we going to do that? Have those pieces planned out. Going to do the same thing in relationships and not just about roofs and computers and carpeting, but, you know, how's the sex going? How's the, and you figure those things out because that's part of being together. One exactly. person wants a lot of sex. One person wants a little bit of sex. You got to figure it out. You know, the interesting thing that you say that, um, I want to present a scenario to you uh -oh. and because, because you're a coach and you work with couples, mm -hmm. how do you handle the situation where it just seems like every time I come to you and say, Hey baby, what's going on? It's a nice night tonight. And I have a headache. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. Unless she isn't, but she always gets the say. It's always the one per. It, 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 she's the one who is the gatekeeper. So right. if you don't, if you want to and she doesn't, it doesn't happen. If you want to and she does, it does happen. But the older you, <laughs> the older you get, the less of one and the more of the other and, uh, and stuff. But that becomes a power play between a couple right yeah how do you handle that well the it, it comes back to these kind of weekly conversations and talking about things like cat food groceries money all these other things and then at some point in that conversation of how are we working together what are we doing when we go on vacation oh you have to be over here you we have to leave you know with me and my relationship I was like, I, I think it was for my dad, ge genetics. I had to leave like four hours before the plane took off, even though it took an hour to get to the airport because we might get a flat tire and have to get sled dogs to take us the rest of the way. And, you know, that was my people. We talked about that stuff. It was like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. Here, it's an hour and a half to get to the airport in an hour and you want to leave four hours. And I would, and Brian wanted to leave like, you know, 45 minutes to get to the airport because he figured he'd go fast and we'd go through stuff. So it was like this. And that was a piece that we worked out. All right, how are we going to work this out? And then sex then just becomes, if you're working those things out, another piece to be discussed and solved. So you say, you know what? And listeners, if you're not having this conversation, do not just trot up to your spouse and say, hey, you're frigid. That's what I heard on Positive Talk Radio. And we better start getting laid on a regular basis. You don't want to do that. You know, you start having a conversation. And then at some point you say, hey, there's this piece that's going on. I am always the approacher. We get in these dances in relationships. They are like a dance where one person leads and one person follows. And so you have to be able to say, you're leading on this piece. I want to lead on this piece. Or I'm leading on this piece and you follow. I want things need to shift around. You know, so for, for us to do this, sex isn't fulfilling. I mean, that's a that's an honest one where you say sex isn't fulfilling with me. And we need to have some better way to handle this because me being the approacher and then you being the pusher awayer isn't working. I need you to be the approacher more, more, more. And then you go for a couple of weeks. How's it going? Well, it was good. Could you be approacher a little bit more? Was I too pushy? Was I with it? And you start working those things out. Um, so that you're back to having sex like you used to when you first got together. And that, that would, that certainly would have been nice. I got, I got another one for you. I really love your advice. So I, I, okay. I'm a restaurant guy. Grew up in the restaurant business. I used to do Thanksgiving dinner. We need to change this to the stump, the Scott show. Is that what? We yes. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see if Here we, we <laughs> see if we can come up with something that that but to see this i'm sure this happens in probably the reverse which is mostly women are the ones who are cooking like 
Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, I did. I, I could do everything. I did the mashed potatoes and the, the turkey and all that stuff. Got up early in the morning to do all that stuff. And I used to tell my wife, it's important for me that all the food gets to the table when it's hot. Have you ever had a Thanksgiving dinner where you get to the table and everything's cold? Right, right. Or some things are hot and some things are cold. Yeah. Some, yes. Whatever got fixed last was hot and what was first was cold. It was important to me as a, um, a restaurateur, as a host, mm -hmm. that everything mm -hmm. gets there hot, ready to go so that we can. But I can't do it by myself. I need help. We had this conversation. I said, I need help. Will you help me? She said, well, of course. I'll, of course I'll help you. So we get to the day. She goes biking with her friends. She comes in. I'm cleaning the house. I'm doing the thing. And then she cleans up the bathroom a little bit. And then she decides, I wrote all day. I'm going to have a glass of wine. So people came, and she was standing there having a glass of wine. I'm in the kitchen trying to first furiously get everything together on time and hot. I ask her for help, and she says I'm an asshole. Am I? Boy. You mean in general or in that specific situation? <laughs> well, you know. So let me ask you, did you when you when you were talking with her when she got up in the morning, did you say, What's your plan to help me? Did you have a plan or did she, it was it just this vague, I'm gonna help? I am famous for creating vague plans. <laughs> So part of it was, we've talked about this before. The same thing happened last year. This is my expectation. This is what you did. But I, I was never, ever specific enough because I didn't want to have that fight. Ah, so we're back to this piece of me and mine and being open and courageous that we talked about earlier and taking those risks. It's like, I don't want to do this. So I'm afraid of that fight. So I'm not going there. Exactly. And so the piece is to, is to be brave and courageous and say, you know what, we can have this fight because, you know, if we have a fight, that doesn't mean that we're getting a divorce tomorrow We're we're working things out. You know, I think of my dog, I have two dogs and they love each other. They are glued to each other. Yet every morning when I feed them, they, they have two little doggy crates and I have, I put, I feed them in their crate. The dog crates are right next to each other. They are like Cujo with each other with the food in their crate. They're like, <laughs> you can hear them a mile away. They are like stick crates are shaking there um, and and i have to come around the corner and all i they, i think this little dance that we have going on because everybody has a dance whether it's relationship you know partners or this or that. i've got to dance with the dogs every morning they now do this until i come around the corner and say knock it off and then they're like okay we're cool and then they go back about their business um i I have to be able to say, knock it off before they even start. That's what I should be doing. <laughs> um, but, but, but they still love each other, even though they are like, they look like they are going to like, I mean, fangs and spit. And I mean, but they still love each other. So if, if in your relationships, you can reassure yourselves that just like Scott's dogs, you know, we might be growling at each other. We might even nip at each other because we're having a bad day every now and then, but it is nothing about the trajectory of our relationship. I would be nipping at the world if um, this day was going on because that's part of the ups and downs of a relationship. Some days are great. Some days are bad. Some days I'm a great guy, and some day some days I'm an asshole, right? Some days this I can walk on water, and some days I sink to the bottom, and that has nothing to do with the relationship that I'm in. And so, if you reassure each other that you're together no matter what, then you can have more of that open and honest conversation about stuff. So you yeah, say. This is what we're doing. What's the plan? What's the commitment? All right, here we are. We're reviewing it because last year and the other 16 Thanksgivings before this, it hasn't worked out. So when we wake up, let's review the plan so that we follow the plan and we get from where we're at to where we want to go. You know, what I need to do is I need to have you on KKNW 1150 AM for us to take calls other than from me. 
<laughs> you know what? If if people, and it's funny because people, if if somebody got in, if someone was driving from Seattle to Cleveland, and they got in their car and and drove from Seattle to Cleveland, and they ended up in Albuquerque because they didn't use a map, or they end, then they got in the, their car again, and they an, ended up in San Diego because again they didn't use a map, and then they got in their car a third time, and they ended up in Tampa, Florida, because they didn't use a map, at some point they should say to themselves, you know what, I probably need to use a map because I don't want to go to San Diego, Albuquerque, or Tampa. I want to go to Cleveland. I don't know why you'd want to go to Cleveland, but <laughs> just that's a whole different piece of your yeah, life what, vision of where you want to go. Isn't but, that where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is? <laughs> yes. Yes. I so, grew up in, I was born in Cleveland. So oh, very nice. that's the place where the river caught fire. The Cuyahoga River, famous for catching fire because it was full of so much pollutants. Yay, yeah. Cleveland. Um, but we do that. We, we don't do that in our relationships. We don't set up. We don't take the time and say we, we have to have a roadmap, whether it's a roadmap for money, a roadmap for sex, doesn't matter. I have a friend who said, and, and you got to be flexible because somebody might want to go on the highways and somebody might want to go around the cities and somebody might want to go on, avoid the toll roads. You got to be flexible on those pieces. Exactly. Um, I have a friend who was so wrapped up about how he wanted to have sex in his relationship that if he didn't have sex in the manner and way that he wanted it he didn't want it at all had to be this way oh. no, and there's so many different ways to have sex i mean there's like books written on it right but it was like this has to be this way and you know what this is going to surprise you he never had sex because <laughs> it was my way my way and and then he whined about not having sex exactly exactly and so you know if you're i mean think about this if you if you're wrapped up about having sex a certain way if your spouse got in an accident and they lost use of their body from the waist down they had they're bound in a wheelchair right and that's that they and they have no sensation from their waist down does that mean that your sexual relationship is over that's a conversation you might have with your spouse sometime over dinner when you're on one of these, you know, conversations, because if it is, then maybe you're a little bit too rigid about what, you know, sexual, sexual contact means and what that means in the aspect of a relationship. It's a great point. Yeah, that's, that's that is an, a really good point. But I was serious earlier about having you on KKNW for fun. I would love to be there. Take some calls. Yeah, that, that's the show I do uh, in Seattle on live radio. And we, we can, it can be the Dr. Phil show or the, or the, G. Scott, the Dr. G. Scott Graham show. Right, right. Uh, yeah, we don't want to say Dr. Phil. You know, he lost his, he lost his license to practice psychiatry. He did? Yes, because he had some indiscretions with a female patient of his. Look it up. Don't look at me. Look it up. Google it. Dr. Phil lost license. Enter. See what serves. See what Google serves you up. I see. Now, there's some things that are just beyond my understanding. Now, maybe it's just me, but I was in the restaurant business for a long time and I was a general manager. I had 70 people working for me. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so I did most of the hiring and firing. I, I hired some really pretty girls. And I mm -hmm. hired some really pretty girls because I wanted to present them to uh, to the and also very friendly girls. Mm -hmm. um, and I had assistant managers that would try and date them. I had uh, 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 chefs that would try and date them. I didn't. I never understood why you would pollute your your area like that, and why people do. Why, why do people go after things that they should not and know that they should not be doing? Why do they do it? Easy fishing. Easy fishing. 
right? It's like, you know that you shouldn't be, I mean, boy, if we could answer that question, we'd have the answer to, you know, not just people dating, but I mean, look at the, what is the Baptist, Southern Baptist Convention had just released this huge thing of all these priests, not, they're not, not priests, all these people in the Southern Baptist community that were doing all these indiscretions for years and years and years and years, um, right? And they covered that up. They just released this. You can Google that, folks. You can do Southern Baptist and Google, you know, indiscretions report, and you can read the report yourself on that. I mean, why do people do that crazy stuff? I, um, it's, it's, it's beyond me. I, 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 really, I really don't know. But because, like we talked at the very beginning, it's all about me, mine, and I. What I want, what's important to me, my wall, my rights, my life, my choices, everybody else, get the F away from me, and we get insulated, and then we're not open and courageous, and then we're like wondering why the shit hit the fan. By the way, we're talking with G. Scott Graham. Go to his website, please, at gscottgram.com. Go to the books. He's got 15 of them. They're all really cool, and uh, we haven't talked about them like we did the last time you were here, but you can also go, there you are. <laughs> you can also go to positivetalkradio.net and both of his previous interviews are up. They are very funny and they're very, they're very insightful and uh, we have a good time. So um, he's, did I tell you, did I tell you what I'm doing? What I'm are you doing? Right now. But I, mean, I know what you're doing right now. <laughs> you're talking I'm, to me. I am, but I, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm picking like 120 people and you, you've already been designated as one as one of the 120. Yes. That I'm going to have on a, on a rotating basis, like once a quarter, whenever it works for you to, uh, when you got a book coming out, something like that. And, uh, so that we can it's like build... the 12 apostles times exactly. 10. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But there are 120 because I do I do eight to ten of these a week. You do a uh, lot of these a week. I, yes. You're you're really fun to watch. Oh well thank you. And and so I enjoy doing them and, and stuff and but I wanna I wanna promote some really cool people that have got uh, in my opinion uh, are thinking the right way. And whatever the right way is, and I should not say the right way because that's my way that are really thinking the right way, which is my way and not your way. No, people that make me think and <laughs> boy, I got to shut up. I'm getting myself. Um, people who make me think and, and can present a point of view that, that the audience can take it or not take it, but they're articulate and they really want to help humanity. However that looks, they want to help humanity. I like that. Know. It'd be a privilege. It'd be a privilege. Well, I'd be in one of your squares. You know, you, I love your new introduction. Yes. And I love the squares. You know what? You've got all these people in the squares. They look like the Brady Bunch. When you, <laughs> yep. as, you as you replace, because there's a lot of you in those squares, when you do your little snippets of the people in the squares, have them do like they do on the Brady Bunch. Look up over there and look down over there. Look at the other people like that. Wave to the people above them. People can wave to the people below them. That's that would be great. Idea. That would be great. That's a really, really good idea. <laughs> I, I'm going to mention that to the gal who put that together for me. So that that would, that, you're right. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, and uh, but, so you know, I got to wrap it up. But uh, it's it's so much fun to talk to you. And absolutely, I love being here. You know, each time that we get together, we come up with more stuff to talk about and in a different way. And, and it's, it really is. And it really is fun. It is. Thank you. No, no. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad you did the Tough Mudder. And, and, and <laughs> I'm glad I've done with the Tough Mudder, too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I admire a guy who can do that because I'm, I'm just not going to. Um, it'd probably kill me. Of course, I've had 10 surgeries, too, so I'm entitled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, if, <laughs> you know, I had a rotator cuff surgery. If I were to try to do that wall and, and hang there by my arms, I'd, I'd die. Yeah. They well, would, you'd, you'd, you know, walk around it or people would help you up. Right. Which they had, an, they have an obstacle. I'll tell you the next time you'll have to ask me about the obstacle and the 83 year old man that they got up over it. Oh, they, they, they have they, they, you have to run up and grab this rope and pull yourself up and then people like yank you by your arm and this 83 year old guy couldn't get up over it because obviously it would pull the arm out of his socket they made a human 
chain of pyramid and he like walked up it to get over the obstacle that's tough mutter tough mutter that's what it's about <laughs> that's human kindness at its yeah. best and you Absolutely. know what everybody that was in that pyramid or in that chain felt really good about themselves after it was over yeah absolutely because that's what it's all about i was just going to say the same thing g scott graham thank you so much for being here wait right here i'll be right back hey thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of positivetalkradio.net please visit our website oddly named positivetalkradio.net for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all i'm kevin mcdonald and i'm proud of these shows and i truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family so on behalf of our entire team remember be kind to one another because each other's all we got.